Ben Lawrence. Hey, Paul Goody, how's it going? Uh, it's going great. So, Ben, you and I are, are streaming like we do. Like um, we do. And I got to say, uh, I want to start this off by talking a little bit about comfort and the need for comfort uh, and how the pandemic has, at least uh, for me, working from home and the pandemic made me more uh, enamored with pajama pants. Yeah. I love them. So soft, so comfortable. But there's a problem <clears throat> with our pajama pants, Ben. And that's that when we leave the house, we have to put on our regular pants, which is where our wallet is and all that well, stuff. Not everybody subscribes to that. I've, uh, I don't want to say that it's ticked up in the last year, but I mean, people are at least around here are very comfortable wearing pajama pants, pajama pants in the out of doors. Oh, I'm speaking specifically on the fact that I am not comfortable having my wallet flop around on the inside loose pocket of my pajama pants, but yeah. I have a solution. I get it. Uh, it, you know, a wallet necklace. How did you know, Ben? How did you know? <laughs> Paul Goody, we've been friends for 20 plus years. Yeah. How didn't I know? So, so I have a so I have a passport <laughs> ID holder, right? And yeah. I I tried putting a a a, um, a necklace thing on it, but there's a problem with this, Ben. Y you've known me for a while. What is the problem with with having a necklace thing? For the passport holder wallet. What's the problem? There are actually with it? two problems. Yeah. What are the two specific to you? Specific to me. Yeah. What's the first thing? Uh, why would I not want to hang my my passport wallet around my neck, like a uh, because it uh, because it tell it, it, your name is on it, your identification is on it. People no, find, that's know that's a good are. that's a good thought, and I didn't think about that. Now I'm gonna have to. Be, but but no, I mean it's in it's in it's in an enclosed thing. It's like a okay. It's like a wallet this, that your your passports in. Number yeah, this, one, this one I don't know. Number one, uh, easy for assassins to strangle me. <laughs> I right. because and if not right because you could have a breakaway like a lanyard. But if so, too easy for thieves to steal from me. How can exactly. I stop thieves? And assassins at the same time. They're both rogue classes, Ben. What is the rogue-proof version of this thing? So, the first thing I will say is this. A bandolier, right? A bandolier. Yeah. No one... You know, Chewbacca wears one of those, right? And you never know. His wallet might be in one of those pockets. Exactly. That's, that's my point. Uh... You know, uh, it's not a fanny pack or a purse. It's a bandolier type thing. So, so the first thing I Very did manly. was I I took a, a belt that I had and I put this thing because it's designed to go on belts and also around your neck. So I'm like, why don't I put it on the belt and then put the belt over my shoulder? Problem is, belt's too small. And then I was like, you know what? Someone's probably already invented one of these. It's probably if I go on Amazon, one of these probably already exists and it does it does there is a yeah. a bandolier type wallet um it's for people who don't want to think that they're carrying men purses so it 
it's tight to your chest. You're you're wearing it. It's accentuating uh, your belly, your your beer belly. It's called a sling wallet. A sling wallet. Well, that's the the category it's in. Sling wallet or crossbody wallet. Um. Anyway, so I I showed it to Jennifer. I'm like, look, if I were to wear one of these. Going going all the way back to my to when I went to college, Ben. Um, yeah, I did not want to carry a wallet, and my dad said you have to carry a wallet. You have to keep your your driver's license in there. You can't not have a wallet, Paul. And I I fought and I screamed, but eventually I I got the wallet, and I hated it. I hated the way it felt in my pockets. It was always just there. Eventually, it becomes comforting, but still not the greatest. Uh, I had this. What's that? I had this. I had this leather jacket that I wore constantly by the time from when I was sixteen to like nineteen, and I kept my wallet inside, not in my back pocket in my pants, but inside this zippered pocket in in this leather jacket. Yeah, and because I wore that jacket everywhere. I and never what took it off. is what is a leather jacket but a wallet for your body? Exactly. It's a yeah. So you put the wallet in the uh, wallet. Speaking speaking of uh, different places to store money on your person, um, uh, Charles Grodin passed away a couple yes. days ago, and he was in a movie called Midnight Run, and in this movie he had a wallet belt, which is yes. where he hid the money on his person. Yes, in fact, um, Andy, friend of the podcast, uh, he's been on a couple episodes, a uh, friend of mine since high school, lives in, in Edwardsville with me now. Not with me, but we both live in <laughs> Edwardsville. Uh, he he hated Charles Grodin with a passion. Couldn't stand him. I had yeah. no idea why. I don't think it was because, of, I think it was of his attitude he, he didn't like. Something to that effect. He, he developed a, a late night talk show sort of persona, a sort of an that was a bit, antagonistic apparently. kind yeah, of persona. Yeah, yeah. So um, like made fun of David Letterman. So I said to Andy, like as soon as I heard the news, I sent a message to him, and I said Charles Grodin is dead, and he wrote back to me, "Too little, too late, Chucky boy." <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was was alright. Oh, and Paul Mooney passed away. Paul Mooney did pass away. Yeah. Uh, this was it the same day? It this no, week has a couple, been a blur. It was like it was like a couple maybe a day later, I wanna say. At least I heard shorter. about it a day later. I don't know. I didn't clock yeah. which time say. But uh much more broken <clears throat> up about Paul Mooney than Charles Grodin. Only because I, uh... Andy had done enough character assassination of Charles Grodin that I felt uh, well. It hasn't worked for me. I, I I've not had much opportunity this week to consume media. I will uh, probably rewatch Midnight Run, which I don't think I've seen since since I was in college. Hmm. Uh, he was also he had a bit part in the movie Dave, which is a uh, feel good about the president movie starring Kevin Klein. Is it really um, a feel good though? Well, you, it's, you don't feel good about the president. You feel good about Dave, who's pretending right. to be the president. And you're like, right. oh, I wish my president were like Dave. Well, and it's like, you know, I remember watching it because uh, Ben Kingsley plays the vice president. That's and, right. Uh, and it, he comes... In that movie, he becomes a president, but he's like, he's a, a politician with integrity. And like, yes. when you're watching that today, you're, you're like, man, remember when 
we thought our politicians had integrity. But I Frank Langella, like... another brilliant turn as the villain. Oh, man. That guy. So good. That guy. So good. Mumbo Jumbo, I believe he said uh, yeah. at one point in time in the ninth game. <laughs> so, I, I, uh, so, yeah, I've not had a lot of opportunity to consume media this week because I have not been home since Wednesday morning. Well, bragging. Why? Why not? What happened? I, <laughs> I've been working. I've been oh, working okay. on one thing. Actually, I've been working on two things. But uh, um, we filmed <coughs> so a Zoom you... reading for a play for Circle X Theater, and so oh, from Circle X. Tuesday, I think you and I did stuff from... with them at one point, right? No, that that's Open Circle. Oh, sorry, Open Circle. Circle. Well, oh. Open Circle doesn't exist anymore, but Circle X is oh, actually a theater. Sorry, in, Open Circle, for not existing. Circle sorry. X is a theater in, in Los Angeles that was actually founded by some former Annex company members, so there is some oh. lineage there. Like who? But, uh, like, who? Yeah. like who? Like who? Like who? Like uh, who? You don't, John Sylvain. Do you know John Sylvain? Oh, John Sylvain. No, I don't. <laughs> it's worth a shot. I met him at the Going Away Fourth Avenue party. I believe I, I have heard at least one story about him. This Ooh. may or may not be true, and I'm not going to tell the story because I don't know if it's actually him. And yeah, you so don't want to get any of those. Uh... Anyway, so I, uh, I, the thing that I was working on is actually streaming right now. Woo! Uh, it's got, it's got, it's a play. It's a full length play. It's a two and a half hour play called Deleuze Sloten Sonata, written by Paul Mullen, directed by John Langs, uh, recorded and edited by me. And, wow! Uh, hey. Since, yeah, since uh, since Tuesday, mo Tuesday noon, I've spent thirty five and a half hours working on this thing. Like with no sleep. Uh, I've slept. I've slept in the la I've slept in the green room. We have a couch. Okay, in well there, there you go. There you go. And uh, it's like Wednesday night. I went home at n midnight and or, no Tuesday night. I went home at midnight. Got back here about ten a.m. Wednesday, I slept from like two to six on the couch in the green room, and last night I I, I slept from like four to seven. Wow! And uh, so I've not showered in a couple days. I've not brushed my teeth in a couple days. I noticed I do, that you I, hadn't shaved either. You have a little bit of. I haven't shaved. Well, you know that I I I let that go every once in a while. But I do I do feel real gross, and uh, fortunately I'm alone at the theater. Yep. Nobody's got to put up with me. Hey, uh, uh, but once we're done here, I'm going home and taking a shower. I was thinking, um, uh, so I'm watching Startup, uh, which is a drama, and Martin Freeman is in it. Okay. Playing a bad guy, playing a, a sort of a tough guy. It's kind of interesting. Sort of a turn. Martin Freeman is a tough guy. And, and I was thinking about this, and I'm like, between you and me, which of us is the Martin Freeman you have to be the Martin Freeman. But here's the thing. I'm not the Benedict Cumberbatch. I'm like some <laughs> totally other different dude. But, and the, and the reason, the reason I'm saying this is, uh, I was, I was in a, uh, theater class. You might've been in a similar theater class where the instructor was talking about, classes. sorry, say again. I've taken a lot of theater classes. Uh, it's sort of, uh, I think this is called nuts and bolts, something to that effect, where, um, and maybe I'm messing, I'm missing, mixing two together, because I, 
I had this happen in college a couple of times where an instructor just took it upon themselves to talk about how uh, certain members of the class weren't going to make it in the industry. Like, point people out and say, that person, you know... That's uh, a great way like, to motivate your students. Yeah, Jesus. exactly. It's, it's weird. Um, but there's this one guy, and we were talking about types, and he's like, if Michael J. Fox uh, were to have something happen to him, Who's who in the class would would be the Michael J. Fox type and everybody pointing to this guy. And it was like, yes, that's true. And all that. And you notice that he's blonde. He's not a brunette, but he's still the Michael J. Fox type. So when we say types, we don't mean a a. When we say type, we don't mean a impersonator. We mean somebody yeah. who gives off the same sort of feeling. Yeah, um, not exactly a lookalike. So. So here's my question. Yeah. If we were to have a type for our act, what kind of a type would we have? I don't think that we're a Smothers Brothers type, for example. And an Abbott and Costello type, not really. Yeah. There's this maybe a uh, uh, Felix and Oscar. Mm. Well, we could. Oh my God, Ben, we could do the odd couple. That is a thing yeah. that we could do. And Brett would direct it, and, and Brett would say, "Ah, okay, here's the idea. Now <laughs> mix it up. Yeah, yeah. You're Ben. You're the Oscar. Paul, you're the Felix. <laughs> Shave and uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Brett Fetzer." Uh, uh, may he live for a thousand years, uh, directed Ben and I in uh, a play that we wrote for ourselves, and he had the idea, and we went with it, uh, for me to play Ben and Ben to play me. It was... Switching it our names up. On this very stage, I am pointing to... Yes. Uh, uh, 11 years ago? Wow. Was that 2009? That's crazy. It must have been. 12 yeah. years ago? Well, let's see. Betty was... Betty... I don't think Betty was in kindergarten yet. And she's 15 now. So, yeah. 11, anywhere between 11 and 12 years ago, maybe? That was the second time I was in a play where I was not the character that was written as Ben Lawrence. Oh, what was the other one? Apparently... Uh, Brent? I'm, what, what was I'm, the other one? I'm, oh. I'm very bad at playing myself, apparently. The other one was a hothouse play written by Lisa Konopliski called You're Not From Around Here, Are You? I, I think I remember that. You were Tracy still Hyland, in it, weren't you? I was still in it, but Tracy Hyland played a character named Ben Lawrence. And yes. The, and the, uh, the, uh, the stage directions always, when talking about that character, mentioned the character of Ben Lawrence. Not just Ben. But huh. Ben Lawrence. It's spelled your video way it somewhere. Well. Oh, yeah, I insisted. Yeah. Uh, I have the dog. Is Edward, Edward the dog? Hey, dog. So, um, well, first of all, have we had any uh, audience <laughs> interaction ever uh, on this podcast nope, since we started not it? Since, not in the last <laughs> week. No, no emails, no voicemails, no texts, no chatter on the, on the stream. Uh, what about your Twitter feed, Ben? Is there any, is there any Twitter? 
responses? Uh, For people well, who don't know how to follow directions, I'm kidding. Uh, You're all great. Nope, nothing on the Twitters either. Well, there we go. So, um, well, let's talk about some things. Uh, first of all, uh, we are not going to solve the Middle East today. I've decided uh, that didn't work out uh, necessarily. Uh, but I will say that uh, we're also not going to solve uh, the getting back into the swing of things now that the CDC has said you don't have to wear masks uh, that's happening. I have done an informal check and the people that I've seen who have not been wearing their masks are all middle-aged white people. So my age or older and uh, and they I, I have been wearing my mask. And I, because I'm trying to navigate this, right? I want to, I want, I want to follow the science. See, the CDC, the CDC guideline says you don't have to wear them uh, if you've been vaccinated. But city ordinances uh, haven't been lifted about, you know, whether or not you have to wear your mask. So what I've been doing is I've been keying off of the employees. If an employee is still wearing a mask, I keep my mask on. Because I don't, I feel like, you know, they're being told by their job that they have to do it. So I want them to feel comfortable and safe. Uh, And so basically I've just been wearing them uh, all the time still. There's a company, a national company. I I can't remember (coughs) who it is, but I just saw the headline today that they're lifting their mask mandates in their stores across the country except for Washington state. Now I don't uh-huh. know why they're singling us out. Um but cuz you're nasty. I thought that was a Well, I mean, Washington state I can see because the state you know, we have a large rural population, but here in King County, we have like oh, the like the largest per capita vaccination of like the country or something. What the, what is like, it? How many people do you know? I mean, how many what percentage? I think the last thing I saw it was pushing seventy percent. Oh people wow! Who are like fully vaccinated, not yeah, just have their was, first shot, but are fully vaccinated. It was twenty percent fully vaccinated in Illinois the last time I checked, which was like a week and a half ago. Yeah. So, Maya, so yeah, I, much I, much higher. I join the ranks of the fully vaccinated tomorrow on hey, Saturday because that, that's job, the two week anniversary of my second jab. What's what's um. I'm I'm already have, I'm already there. I already I have no plans to take mark. my mask off uh, anywhere. I mean, I'm still even going to wear it outside. I mean, it. I've, oh, whoops, sorry. <laughs> because uh, <laughs> you did it, you did it. I ben. did it. I got to put a coin in the swear jar. Um, because I'll put a coin I, in your swear jar. That I, that right there, I like. That sounds. I like. Dirty. We got to write that down. Uh, and use it for something. I I still kind of look askance at people outside not wearing masks because you don't know if they're vaccinated or oh, not. Oh, it should be it should be I'll put a dollar in your swear jar. Cuz the dollar is is more, you know, it's more a, a dollar is more phallic than a coin. I will say if anyone wants to fight me on this, uh, a a dollar more phallic than a coin. This is what I'm saying. Now a coin on the end of a dollar, uh you you got something going. But no, Sven, I'm sorry. You were saying you're still going to wear it. 
Still gonna wear it. Still gonna wear it inside. Uh, still gonna wear it outside. Um, I think until because the thing is, during the last administration, for whatever reason, it felt like politicians had a lot of control over what the CDC was allowed to say. Yeah, and their messaging. And I'm one. I can't help but feel that maybe that's still happening. And so, somebody, somebody on Facebook posted like, you know, uh, May of 2020. Trust the science. Trust the CDC. May 2021. But are they right? Yeah. So, uh, so I don't know. I'm I'm gonna I'm still gonna wear the mask. I mean, I'll I will more than happily be in the same room with my friends, unmasked. Because I trust my friends if they tell me they've been fully vaccinated. Yeah. Right? It's being in public places where you have no control over everybody else. Yeah. And even here's outside. The thing. This is this is the other reason why I'm all right now with people walking around without masks. And when I say I'm all right with it, I'm like, <clears throat> ah, fine, whatever. They're probably... I'm not getting mad at people like I used to where I'm like, you are jerks. Um, <laughs> Cole Hornaday would actually yell at people. I believe it. Put on an effing mask. Would he, would he, wait, when he, when you say he would yell at people, I am interested now because I know Cole very well. Uh, would he. Like, did he actually yell at them or did he like yell at them in his mind? Would he yell at them like from a moving car? Would he yell at them standing next? Because I could see him actually doing this, him yelling at an actual person to their face. I could see that I don't, happening. I never witnessed it, but these stories always stemmed from him walking around Green Lake and unmasked joggers passing him. So I could see him ah, yelling at okay. it from somebody who is running away, but not like, conf I don't see him like confronting somebody yeah, outside. Yeah, I would. Uh, and when I say I could see that, I don't mean that he's the type of person who would do it. I mean, I could visually imagine him doing it. Right? Yeah, yeah. Th that I just wanted to point out the, the difference. Um, oh, yeah, here's something that's interesting. Uh, I don't think we talked about this on the show. We might have. Did did I talk last time about metaphors and autistic people? Metaphors and autistic people. Well, nothing comes to mind, so okay. start talking about it, and I will rudely so I interrupt on, you if I've heard this before. I was on TikTok. And, Stop, heard uh, it watching a, a TikTok person and the person said uh, and I'm autistic so you know I don't understand metaphors. Metaphors don't mean anything to me. And I was thinking about it and I'm like well I understand metaphors. And I realized that when I was a kid I didn't. And the same thing how people used to tell me that I wasn't funny couldn't tell jokes all that kind of stuff. And I realized that I kind of have thrown myself into understanding the math behind metaphors and sarcasm and all these things that I didn't get as a kid because there is a math to it. There's a math behind the stuff, you know, uh, joke formulas. Yeah. You know, you, Oh, I do this with my intonation and then I do that. Now the rule of threes. Exactly. That, that whole thing. Now, it, it's, not, it's not an exact science, but I feel like 
comedy teaches people how to enjoy it as much as not. You know what I mean? Like, like it's, it's instructing you. Oh, you laugh here. Oh, here's another thing that you do. But, and I, I brought this up to Jennifer and she was like, yeah, I'm married to you. I know about this. <laughs> Have you ever witnessed me when watching a comedy or a play or whatever, continually check in with the other audience members to see what they're enjoying and what they aren't? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's not just a Paul thing. That's a human nature thing. My roommate college would st would look at me every time he laughed. It actually made me uncomfortable. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, but because you want to share you want to share that experience. I mean, it's not anything well, creepy. It's just you want to share for, that experience with somebody. For me, it's it's also checking to go. Is this appropriate? Is this? Am I doing the right <laughs> thing at this point in time? Um, yeah. Directors uh, in plays that I was in when I was uh, starting out really hated. The fact that I kept on looking at them after I would say a line and then I'd go, huh? And look at them to see if they if they enjoyed yeah. it. Eventually, I stopped. At least I think so. Um, but, but I have to say, you know, I was talking to my therapist about this. Most autistic people do not have the benefit of a lot of theater training. And being in improv groups and being in sketches and stuff like that. Yeah. And so I... Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Ben, but I think that a lot of the flattening of affect stuff, a lot of the uh, strange interpersonal... Like, like not knowing how to end a phone call, uh, yeah. which I'm famous for. Not knowing when I've... I, has the conversation ended and all that, I can dismount better than most because I can turn it into a bit. I know how to do bits. I can make it funny. That kind of thing. So, oh, getting back to the original point. So she says, I I don't understand metaphor. And I'm like, you, you don't, but you can learn. You can learn it like you can learn any other skill. Eventually, it might take you longer. You might never get as good as somebody else, but eventually you'll be able to figure out what what a metaphor is. And you'll be able to tell sometimes when people say there's a metaphor and there really isn't, which is uh, a skill that a lot of people don't have. Because they think, oh, if I saw this, then it must have been intentional. It's not always the case. Sometimes it's yeah. coincidence. Uh, the way I know that uh, is I read interviews with the people that wrote it and they say that they didn't know about it. That's, oh, I never planned for it to be this, they say. And then I'm like, okay, not an intentional metaphor. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry, neuro, ben. neuro atypical Neuroatypical people uh, recently got came in the news um, in Yuck. a big way when, uh, when Elon Musk... Musked when Elon Musk bragged during his uh, monologue on Saturday Night Live that he was the first person on the show with Asperger's disease. And uh, <laughs> Asper I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Asperger's disease is, is a funny thing to, to say. And and uh, the internet had to point out that actually, no, Dan Aykroyd, yeah, uh, famously owns up to his Asperger's and and, 
And again, it's you're not the, you're not the first one to do everything, Mr. Musk. Not to be, you know, pedantic. Uh, Asperger's no longer exists. Um, that is not to say, of course, that there aren't books that have it, that there aren't people that call themselves Aspies, all that kind of thing. But the DSM uh, five wrote it out. It is no longer it is no longer a thing. Uh, it now it's now autism, autism spectrum? spectrum disorder. Gotcha. And it covers, you know, everything. And I think it's it's uh, it's good. It's funny. People say, oh, it's because Asperger was a Nazi. Well, no. I'm sure it didn't help uh, keep it around, but it was because a bunch of scientists got together and said, oh, this isn't a thing anymore. It's like Pluto not being a planet. It was when I was a kid. Now it isn't. That's fine. I am adapting and moving forward. But so. then, didn't they say Pluto's a planet again? And then they took that back again? Um, basically, there... Didn't Pluto get is, briefly reinstated? This is the thing about it, is that uh, Pluto is... I believe it is a dwarf planet now. I think they added the word dwarf to it. Ah. And, the, and the idea is that there are other things... That if Pluto is a planet, then all these other things are planets. And they were like, okay, fine. Then we won't, then we won't do it. I don't know. Should we be calling it a dwarf planet? I don't know what the rules are. Ben. Oh. Oh. Oh, heck, Ben. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, trigger warning. Uh, we're about to talk about racially insensitive things. That's right. I watched The Muppet Show. Uh, the, the Disney Plus channel has The Muppet Show the on it. The one that had the disclaimer in the front? Yeah, and the reason... Okay, so here's the thing. When I was a kid, and I love doing this. I, this is one of my favorite things in the entire world, Ben. Watching a TV program that I only saw like once as a kid, again as an adult, and remembering seeing it. Uh, Spike Milligan uh, was on The Muppet Show. I'm like, oh, I'm going to find the Spike Milligan episode. So I went to the... Spike Milligan episode, and I and I go down, and I start it, and I see this disclaimer, and the disclaimer is, um, this, uh, this program, uh, depicts it people... It was wrong uh, then, it's wrong now, it's, but yeah. it's being maintained it, in its, in its yeah. full entirety. And so I'm watching the thing, and Kermit comes out and says that they're going to have a celebration of all nations, and right away... I knew we were in for some bad things. And the bad things happened, yeah. Ben. The only thing I will say is that Spike Milligan uh, did a couple of things when I was a kid that I loved on this show. Um, I, he talks about aliens and he does this. Th it, was, it was a really nice little piece. But that nugget that I liked was surrounded by racially insensitive depictions of people as Muppets. Yeah. That the Jim Henson company made. And it it made me a probably little crazy watching it. Multiple, probably made multiple versions of. And, you know, some designer was like, no, I think it needs to be even more oh, boy. stereotypical. Yeah. So, and in the end, they did a version of It's a Small World. After all, and in it, Spike Milligan uh, at least does the Sea Kyle at least once. 
Uh, and really? in the end, he comes out dressed and uh, oh, and also dresses up as a uh, Chinese person uh, in as an offensive way as you can think of. Um, comes out in a in a native headdress. In the end, just everything that you wouldn't want to have happen. And the I was like, checklist. Well, this was the episode that I really <clears throat> wanted to see, and now that I've seen it, I don't have to see it again. Yeah. That's crazy. So, there you go, the Muppets. Frank Oz, I, Jim Henson, I those rem- guys. I, rem- I remember when I was, like, in college, uh, going, you know what movie I really loved that I want to see again, maybe I should find a VHS copy, is The Aristocats. And so I seeked out a copy of the Aristocats, and just be not you know just because it's like I remember oh, loving no. the movie as a kid, uh, and like oh yeah yeah everybody wants to be a cat you know I, I gotta dig that song, and then yeah. and then I saw uh, the movie and there's and that song is actually the most problematic part of it. Everybody wants to be a cat. Yeah. Well, there's it's also got, the Siamese cats, which I think is well. That's, that's no, that's thing that uh, I was thinking about. the Siamese cats are a different property. Oh, um, okay. We are Siamese, if you please. That that isn't the Aristocats. I don't think that's the Aristocats. I think that's oh, like oh, that's weird. Okay, like Lady in the Tramp or something. I, that's a wrong. Oh, but, oh, anyway, you know what? but the Aristocats and Siam- Lady in the Tramp are not the same. They're not. The they're same, not in the same a, universe. There was a Siamese cat. In the Aristocats, who is a very offensive, stereotypical, uh, uh, offensive caricature of um, a Chinese person. And, like, you're watching that today, you're like, wow, somebody drew 12 frames a second of this character (sighs) for minutes. Oh, and I think Disney has always been 24 frames per second, too. So (laughs) So this person should have been fired anyway. Yeah. Oh, but I'm sure... I think I'm that's what sure it's called, one to one. That person was doing exactly what they were told to. Probably by thing. Mr. Walt Disney himself. Uh, Not heard yeah. very good things about the man. Make I think them more, more offensive. That this is exactly. not Walt Disney, but I like the idea <laughs> of Walt. He Disney. did smoke though. Disney's famous for photoshopping the cigarette out of pictures of Di- of Walt's hand. Oh wow, yeah. So look, Disney is you know it owns our 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 dreams and everything nice and they're they've and gotten the, better i think disney has gotten better at what they're doing although one of the largest the issues media companies out there that have happened uh surrounding race with star wars is a little bit eh. um marvel stuff maybe a little eh. you know uh but well yeah tilda swinton playing uh, th- I don't even remember the character's name. The Ancient One, yeah. The Ancient One in Doctor Strange. So, you know the reason why that happened? Uh, Are you familiar with it? I am not. Why she got cast in that part? Yeah. I am not familiar with the reason. I've not Honestly, I've not looked into it at all. The Ancient One is Tibetan. And Marvel wants to sell... Their properties in China, uh, China and Tibet don't get along that well. 
And yes, so this is the rumor. And so they changed the ancient one to be a Celtic ancient one. And the idea is that there are many ancient ones of many different cultures. That is what I heard. And feel free to correct me if I'm wrong by calling us at B10 oh, Lunglag. Don't call or write us about to that, us please. <laughs> at Ben's email at yahoo.com at gmail.com. You can email us. Yeah. Yeah, why call us about that? Uh, it's not worth it, probably. Um, Have you seen so, Once yeah. Upon a Time in Hollywood? No, I haven't. Maybe I should check and see if it's on one of the many streaming services that I have. I should check and see if it's on one of the many streaming <gasps> Somebody mentioned that movie today, and I'm like, oh, I haven't seen it. I should probably watch it. Controversial, Ben. Controversy happening right now. Here we go. Uh, The new TV that we got. We got a new TV. You got a new TV? And it has motion smoothing turned on. And I've left it on. I've left it on. God, no. Take that back, sir. (laughs) Too late. I watched The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai with the motion smoothing on. And it made it ten times better. I loved it. You are not for real. I tried watching the new Doctor Who on Amazon Prime, and there the, something got lost in the translation between uh, PAL and NTSC. Uh-huh. I just it, it it appears to be motion smooth, and I just couldn't I couldn't watch it. I couldn't get past the first two episodes. So also, here's the, going back. Yeah. Uh, uh, Steven says it's racist to assume that the racism behind the casting of Tilda Swinton was due to American racism rather than Chinese racism. <laughs> totally racist to assume your cultural racism was the predominant consideration. <laughs> Thank you, Steven. It's, it, he's got a point. He's got a point. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, the, uh, so the motion smoothing, here's the thing. This is what I realized. It's totally, I don't think it's biological. I think it's psychological. And so I've been watching, I've been watching everything with the motion smoothing on. And, and I've, I've gotten to the point. Shut his camera off. Shut his camera off. <laughs> I've gotten to the point. Oh, wait, I can do that. <laughs> where I, oh, no, Ben. Uh, and it's, and it's actually like, because it's intentional, I'm okay with it, but it's so crazy how the the thing that it does, and this is what I what I what I found, it takes the magic away from the movies. Ben makes it feel more like TV. It, it not not just more like TV. It makes it feel more like you're watching a play. That you're in the room where the thing is happening, and so the special effects don't ah, look as what as. But as, you're relying as you're relying on the TV to. To to interpolate between the frames, so you're, I mean, it's yeah. Ah. It's, now now here here's the thing, Ben. All right, I'll, thing. I'll leave it with this. You can do whatever the heck you want <laughs> on your TV, but if I ever come over and we watch TV, you're turning that crap off. And here's the thing, Ben. I will have absolutely no problem <laughs> with turning that off absolutely none whatsoever i prefer steven says steven says uh your television is responsible for more of the tv that you're watching than anything else 
Because it's creating more pictures than what yep. it was given. Yep. And it's guessing. And here's the thing. This is why it doesn't bother me as much with this TV. It's guessing better. It doesn't look plasticky. It looks... Again. It's, it's I don't a, even like watching sports with motion smoothing on. I like watching sports. Yeah. I want some blur in my football players. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I do. I do. And like I said, it does make it look better. Uh, the motion, not not the motion smoothing. The motion blur makes it look better. It adds it adds a layer of um, consistency and nor and normalcy to uh, not normalcy, but um, like I said, magic. Yeah, it, it it you you go. Oh, I'm watching this thing on on TV. I'm not. Sorry, I'm watching this thing on TV, which makes every th- every shot in the same universe. Whereas if you watch it with motion smoothing on, whenever there's like a CGI effect, it looks blatantly obvious. That kind of thing. It it takes the magic out of it. How big That's, is this TV? Uh, 55 inches. Alright. I can't actually remember how big my TV is. I think it's... 35 or 40, something like that. It's not very... I mean, as far as, as far as modern TVs go, it's not very big. I'm trying to imagine if the larger TV helps with the motion smoothing effect. I think it might. Like, Here's, because I, you're seeing a bigger picture, does it, and it fills a larger uh, frame in your field of vision. Does it? Does it? May, does it? Does that maybe it's, it's also it got? It's it's also got um. Like it's a U. No, it's a QLED. Quantum LED. So it the blacks are are darker. And the light yeah. is brighter, and it it's just it's just a different... This is the way I would describe it. It's a different experience. It's not... If I had motion smoothing on my old TV, I wouldn't like it. This, though, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a more... I don't know. I don't know. I can't describe it. I, I just... I was watching it. I had accidentally left it on, and I was like, you know what? I don't hate this. And I watched well, the whole movie like it and you and are here's the more... thing i bring it up ben because now we have something to fight about controversy <laughs> uh you're right makes... we agree on too many things yeah exactly ha <laughs> and also what a contrarian just think that i like mode because you you remember i i am not a fan of incorrect aspect ratio when people have yeah. their TVs on and it stretches the picture out, what are they doing? They're I, insane. I irritate Blair to no end when we like start watching something on her TV and it looks wrong. And so I'm cycling through all of the modes of the TV Absolutely, to get it right. But you have to. You have to. And yeah. Ben, I, am, I, I swear to you that if you come over and we watch TV, I will turn the motion smoothing off for you. It will, will You'll not turn be it on. off. Yeah, Stephen just said that's racist, but I can't remember. I don't know what he's referring to. <laughs> Anything, anything. <laughs> We're talking in the United States of America. Everything 
is built on racial inequality. Yeah. Although, I, I gotta say, I think that... You know, <laughs> oh, this might be controversial, I don't know. People call it white genocide. I, I think that it's just good... Good... Like, graceful exit. Graceful exit of the colonizers is what it should be. Just, you know, the... The idea that that there, you know, there won't be so many actual white people around doesn't seem bad to me. I would be happy to. Well, no, Betty would. Betty's still around. Huh? Makes me wonder. But anyway, you know what I mean. Slow Why fade. Slow fade out. Well, I. Th- that's the thing. When you hear pe- people complain about like the, you know, white people are going to become the minority. Or, like, you know, we have to preserve the white race. It's not like you are going to change color. Exactly. And and here's the thing. When people say this kind of thing, lots of times they're complaining about who their children are dating. And that is yeah. absolutely wrong. Absolutely yeah. wrong. Or who their, <laughs> who their exes are dating. Which, again, <laughs> you've got other problems going on there. Nothing, n- nothing will make you hate. I mean, okay, I'm, I'm not saying this from a place of experience. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I just yeah, want to I put I, that I, out I, there. I thank you for putting that disclaimer on because from, I was, I was trying to think I'm of where you were going. Putting myself in like a white racist mindset and thinking nothing, nothing will make you hate a race other than yours more than seeing your ex date somebody from that. I uh, I feel like seeing race. your ex date someone from any profession uh any subculture any that you you basically uh i don't know why i don't i if don't like djs anymore if you're DJs if your ex if your ex dates somebody who's got the same car as you you gotta sell your car exactly how, how do i know that i'm not dating my wife again it doesn't make <laughs> sense uh almost jerry seinfeld i don't know what it Ah, I've got to sell my car. Ah. That's what close, right? The deal. Ah, what's the deal? Speaking of my how things are f- uh, connecting to dots, how things are filmed, and Jerry Seinfeld. I watched an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm the other day. Uh huh. Um, because I saw this, I saw this documentary on Netflix about this guy who was on death row because uh, he was. Oh, oh, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Baseball. He was in yeah, the crowd. Uh, it was called long shot and he only he was only exonerated because his defender found footage of him from a Dodgers game at Dodger Stadium because they were filming an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm there. I went back and I watched that episode of Curb to see if the footage that they showed in the in the documentary made it into the episode. It did not. But I was surprised at how terribly it looked, and this was like season three, season four of an HBO show, and it looked like it was filmed on a Sony minicam. You know, it's crazy, but if you turn on motion smoothing, it looks a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you it doesn't. I bet you that doesn't take care of the, uh, so, the low so fidelity is, of the picture. This is what I'll say. You know how movies from the 80s have that 80s movie look to them? You know, sure. Uh, when motion smoothing is on, they do look not like, become an evangelist for motion smoothing. I swear to God, they, they look 
They look so much better. They look like they were shot oh my God. today on a bad camera at 4K. It's so, it's crazy. All right. Sorry, Ben. I, I don't, <laughs> I like you and I, I don't mean to, to mess with you too much. I, uh, I, I, I've been watching, um, rewatching The Sopranos on HBO Max. Oh, okay. And, yeah. and uh, but it's, it's like high def HD, you know, 16 by 9. And I don't think it was pre- presented at 16 by 9 when it originally aired in, what, 99? Yeah. I know that The Wire that came out later, HBO remastered to be high def, and the guy who created The Wire uh, was against it because he was like, HBO is like redirecting the show because they have to decide, you know, where to put the frame and all that. Um, Yeah, that's too bad. I... I do like seeing older movies in... Oh, because, like, uh, The Shining, famously. Yeah. Uh, not in widescreen. It's a, it's in a, it's in a square. The Lighthouse, uh, most recent picture I saw that was in uh, that square thing, looked really good. Is that the one with As, Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson? It is. Yeah. Yeah, I Have saw that. Have you seen that. it? I saw it. I watched it. Yeah. It's not a feel-good yeah. movie. I'm trying to... It, no, it's not... I'm trying to warm myself up to Robert Pattinson because he's the next Batman. And I'm trying yeah. to go in without any, like, preconceived notions of, you know, the, the dude from Twilight's now oh, Batman. Yeah. He's he's definitely not the dude from Twilight for me anymore. He was also, in, as Steven just mentioned this, he was in Tenet that I watched recently. And he was pretty good yeah. at that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, Tenet. Huh? 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 Pretty. I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, it'd yeah, be nice if, to see them make another one, I think. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Denzel his, Washington's you know what? kid as the protagonist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, did you see Black Klansman? No, I didn't. Check out Black Klansman. Uh, John David do, Washington plays the lead it, yeah. in that. Um, but yeah, but Tenet is basically just Christopher Nolan showing off like he does in every single one of his movies. It's true. I, I really liked um, the the sort of um, the switcheroo thing where you where you look and you see if you're there because if you don't see yourself coming, that was cool. Oh, I, I yeah. no spoilers. I'm gonna stop talking about it. Uh, but it was cool and I liked it. Yeah, I was about to say spoiler. Uh, I forgot how new that movie is. Uh. Yeah, tenant. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I was tenet. thinking. I, I was thinking about tenant. Spelled the same front words and backwards. It's a palindrome. Yep. Nobody mentions oh, that. Oh, and there's a there's a magic square um, that has tenant in it. I think it's a magic. It's a it's you know a, a, a puzzle like a, a it's got there oh, and um and the the movie has other things from that magic square in it i just look it up it'll make sense like the opera i think ties into that and there there are a bunch of other words that fit into this magic square that that basically if you write it i think i think it's like you know a like diagonally it's this word and over here it's this word and so on and so forth um my my favorite my favorite 
bit of trivia from Tenet is that Christopher Nolan actually crashed a plane into the building because it was cheaper to do that than it would have been to do it in CG. Nice. I like that. Um, as, as Jennifer and I often talk about, um, on Bach has the, has yeah. the thing where, uh, they drive a thing off of, uh, a thing onto another thing because are you it's... trying not to give me spoilers? <laughs> yeah. I, I just realized, um, but, um, it, it came to, uh, how do you, how do you make it look like you hit someone in a lead pipe? Uh, cheap. You hit them with a lead pipe. <laughs> you just hit them with a lead pipe. And you know, is that give the one? I think I have money. seen this movie. Is that is that the one where at the very beginning all these guys uh, climb up this tree and like fight each other in in the street? Yeah, I believe right. I believe I have, that that's this one. I think Here's, we watched that at Drooping Anchors. It's quite possible. the The big thing about it, and and I don't know if that uh, there the the thing about it is that Tony <clears> Jaw <throat> watched The Matrix. And was like, I kind of want to do this, but I don't want to use wires for it. So he, they yeah. just kept on doing it. And eventually they got to the point where they were doing stuff that looked like wire work, but they were just doing stuff. And I think that's cool. I would, I would yep. like to get to that, that point. Oh, but I'm 48 years old. Probably not. <laughs> probably not the I need the for wires. Me. And even then... I, I like if if anybody uh, is watching the stream after the fact, that's cool. Uh, we would not expect it, but it's possible. Um, if you see me do this, I'm cracking my neck. I constantly am cracking my neck now, and I love it. It feels good when I do it, um, but it's a sign it that your I'm uh, getting old. Yeah. So yeah. Does that does that annoy your family? What when I crack my neck? No, doesn't. Yeah. Uh, me constantly talking about how I'm cracking my neck? Yes. Oh, look, guys, I cracked my neck again. Did you see that? I cracked my neck. I can crack my neck a lot. I don't know what it is, but whenever I do this, that's that's the problem. Yeah, so... <laughs> so, Steven's been chatting both uh, on the text and on... Or on the Google Voice and the YouTube. Oh, so, okay. Um, so he asks, wait, you're, you, Paul, are up-resing to 4K as well as motion smoothing? So the original footage is actually a small fraction of what you're watching. That's right. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm letting, I'm letting the, the TV decide what things look like. You cannot spoil Ong back. You cannot see Ong back. The only way to spoil Ong back is to watch it with motion smoothing. <laughs> and I think he's right. I, I would say I would say sure, yeah. <laughs> on back, that's a. I need to revisit that one too. I I, mean, I, I say on back. Uh, you're probably saying it because, right. I well, I don't know. Well, no, because I like the idea that this martial arts movie has the same uh, title as like some weird BBC uh, classical music documentary. <laughs> it Tonight, probably isn't true, on, but on back. We discovered <laughs> Bach's young age and his early influences. Right, right. But I, but I do also like next on Bach. <laughs> he's going to save those elephants. I think is is that the one about the elephants? I don't remember. It might have the it might have the thing with the elephants in it. 
Kung Fu Hustle is another good one. Oh, I like Kung, Kung Fu, Fu Hustle. Hustle. Completely yeah. different country, completely different uh, yeah. uh, cast and actors and things like that, but it is a good martial arts film. Speaking it's a, about that, martial Into arts the Badlands is a good martial rewatch. arts TV show. Okay. Uh, on Netflix. Uh, guess what? You can watch it with motion smoothing on. Uh, and it's, uh, there's still fight. It's still a Gosh, thing that Paul, happens. look at the time. Oh, hey, will you look at that? <laughs> hey, Betty! You'll be happy to know that Betty thinks that motion smoothing looks w- really weird. She Steven. says it looks like a video game. Steven says, many people don't know this, but Bach wrote this concerto while falling out of a tree. <laughs> it's true, he did. Maybe I should Is have she coming? said that. I don't know. In a British accent. She might she might be talking to her friends. My it is God. the thing that happens. I've decided, Ben, maybe I'll only call her once. And I'm not gonna push it. Yeah. Oh wait. Cause then she'll just oh, come down comes. and yell at here you that you're yep. Here it is. It's Betty. She's coming in. She's coming in. I'm handing her very slowly. Hi. Hey, Betty. We were just talking about martial arts movies. Do you like martial arts movies? No, I don't watch them. You don't watch them? Your dad hasn't forced you to watch them? Nope. Well, maybe that's all for the best, then. I got vaccinated. You did? Yep. When's your second when? shot? Uh, a couple weeks ago, the next shot I get is in June. Yeah, you gotta wait like three weeks or four weeks. Hey, wait, Dad, when are when are we gonna get my teeth taken out again? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, you're getting your, your teeth taken out pretty soon. That's I think. tomorrow. <laughs> I think they're gonna be half of your teeth, and then the other half get taken out later. Okay. That half sucks. of the teeth that have to be taken out. Not half. Of like the all top of my half teeth. of a tooth. Yeah. And then they take out the bottom half of the tooth. Oh my god. Don't make me think about it. I'm okay. sorry. Uh, I, I have to get a crown soon because I'm an old person and my teeth are starting to break. Oh no. Yeah. Uh anyways, aside from that, nothing interesting has been happening. So I'm gonna go. Alright, see you All right, good talking to you. Have a Bye. good one. Uh. Well, and with that, we're getting close to, uh, to the she's end. She's completely disinterested, yet she still comes down and does this because her father likes it when she does this. Yeah, I, and I do. I do like it when she does this. Oh, hey, <laughs> I use a, a rollerball uh, mouse with the, with the thumb on the side. Like one of these? And all that. Yeah. It, hey, wait a second, Ben. <laughs> this actually isn't mine. I don't use it, but it's it's sitting here what, on the desk. Does it have a brand on it? Uh, it's probably Logitech. Uh, I don't see any branding on it. Here, wait. Sh- hold it up again. I mean, for those of so you close. listening on the podcast, we are yeah. showing each other our mice. Yeah. So, um, I enjoy it. And it's real easy to clean. You just pull the ball out, 
Uh, rub around <laughs> on the inside and then put it back on. Language. I don't like these, honestly. I don't like the rollerball. You like I the know mouse it's supposed to be more ergonomic. Like, I'm using this uh, this old school Apple um, Mighty Mouse. Yep. You know, with a little ball in the middle that always gets gunked up. Yep. My neck does not hurt as much since I started using the trackball, and this is true. Your 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 neck? Yeah. My neck and shoulder uh, were really hurting, like like right here. Oh. And it stopped. But I can crack my neck all the time, Ben. Did you know that? It's true. Why don't you do it right next to the microphone for our ASMR listeners? Oh, too late. I just did it right there, and I won't be able to do it. It's got to gotta get uh, messed up again. All right, so, Ben, we're oh, at the end. We are. Good talking to uh, you. A lot, of, a lot of controversy in this episode. Sure, a lot of people are going to be uh, hate <laughs> listening to, to which, yeah. what episode has this been? Uh, 274. 274, our most controversial episode ever. To date. Wait, is it true? Maybe it is. Yeah, I don't think I've advocated for motion smoothing in any other. But listen, listen, uh, I I like it with with it off as well. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, you, you, oh, you have it both ways. Oh my God, Ben, that's funny. I got a, no, a low battery pop up and I yeah. thought that you had hung up on me. I thought that you would actually <laughs> hung up on the thing. A rage so, quit on the podcast. Exactly. That was it. The straw that broke the camel's back. <laughs> All right. Ben, the straw that broke the camel's back. Uh, and it's a straw and it's wearing sunglasses and it's got a. And he goes, Did you miss me? Um, I, I think that would be. Uh, okay. Oh, and hey, with that ball. Soup. Oh, hey. All right. Uh, Don't get me well, started. Uh, soup of the day. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and eat this soup, and I'll talk to you later, Ben. All right. Keep it wrong. Don't wait another podcast. Keep it wrong. I'll talk to you next week. Yep. Bye. Bye. Room tone. Don't talk during a room tone. You you ruin it.